you've got to master leading yourself. So that's about self-discipline. That's about experience. That's about controlling your feelings. So you've got to lead yourself. From Wise Mentoring is the Wise Guys podcast, a show about accounting and bookkeeping practice owners and the many stories, lessons, and tips from their experience of transitioning from a time poor practice to a business that runs without them. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. This is probably my favorite topic out of Wise Mentoring, and it's definitely the one that, apart from really the Fab Five, it's the one that I've seen transform my business the most. So I'm really, really passionate about this. I've got plenty of questions that we're going to throw uh, Ed and Jamie's way. We're looking at deep and narrow teams. And if you've been with us for a while now, this is probably something you've heard us bang on about a lot here. It's a simple concept, but there's so much you can get out of it. So just to dive in, now I've got you on, Ed, where do we start in teaching the deep and narrow team structure? And just for a bit of context, uh, the deep and narrow structure was designed based on your business philosophy, Ed, mm-hmm. of putting the right people on the right seat of the bus, what mm-hmm. we'd like to focus on today is helping practice owners teach their teams about the structure and transition to the structure. And mm-hmm. basically, where do we get started? What's the best order to address this as firm owners ourselves? Yeah, I guess you've got to get on board with it. You've got to really believe in it because if you're a bit hesitant about it, then your staff will pick up on the hesitancy and they'll push back. And the less convinced you are, then the harder to push back the more difficult it is for you moving forward. The whole concept of it is your ability to scale because we've all come from a background of doing the work. And then when we start our own business, you know, we, we just jump in there and do the work. And then as the work gets busier and busier, we just you know, hire somebody and what I call throw bodies at the, the workload. And uh, we just keep hiring more and more bodies. And then we end up with a very flat structure and that won't allow you to scale. And, uh, and you won't make any money because it's very uh, clunky and uh, you'll find it very difficult to find staff and so forth. So there's a huge amount of problems that are associated with that flat structure. So in order to explain it, I'll give a little quick little background just in case some of the members are new and that they don't understand the concept. But it's about managing the traffic flow. So what kills accounting firms is the amount of traffic that comes into, into the business. And unlike you know, a lot of uh, other businesses out there, they don't have as much traffic and to manage that traffic because a lot of our traffic, you can't charge for, you know, questions and inquiries and and that kind of thing. Um, And that comes through by phone or email. So you're just, you know, bogged down in just answering questions and you don't make any money. So the idea is to manage that traffic flow and you've got to manage it sensibly and efficiently and effectively in order to, make money and to scale your business. So I broke that down into communication traffic where you're dealing with people and uh, communicating with them and talking to them. And then there's a yeah. production traffic where, you know, you've got to get down and do the work and so forth. So we need to separate that out. The best way to explain it is a bit like a, if for those of you who have played sport, I'll use the the football analogy, or for some of us, refer to football as, as soccer. Everybody in the soccer team or the football team has a position, and those positions require skill sets that are conducive to those positions. And if you play someone out of position, then the team's not going to function very, very efficiently. So in a soccer team, you've got 
a winger, you've got fullback, you've got people at the at the forwards who have scored the goals. So if you put a winger who needs to be really quick in a goalie position, then you're playing him or her out of position. And if you put a, a goalie who's got really good reflexes out on the wing, but he's really slow, then the whole thing doesn't work. And you, as the owner, is the coach. So you've got to know your people and put them in the right position. So now, that's a brief summary of what the Deep and Narrow team is. So now I'll go into the topic for today, which is how do you get your people yeah. engaged with this whole process? You're going to get some challenges moving forward. And uh, this is what we've experienced well, with the many years of, of me doing it and also now that we're coaching other firms, things that we've experienced. Some of the pushbacks you're going you're gonna to experience, well, obviously from the team, and you need to as I said earlier, be very, very convinced about this to be able to move forward and bring your team with you. And generally, the challenges along these lines, uh, some might feel very threatened by the thing because, you know, they're not sure of what it all means. Um, So you've got to really get in there and educate them. They don't understand, so they might have a lot of questions, and we might take that as, uh, being a negative or being negative or pushback, but it's just that they just really don't understand. And I've explained this in a way of, you know, there are early adopters, middle adopters and late adopters. The early adopters get it and they will embrace it. The middle adopters, you need to explain it two or three or four times. And the late adopters, you need to explain it 10 or 20 times before they get it. And people learn differently. And sometimes the light comes on you know, at a particular time when they're ready. And so often, you know, it's been said the teacher appears when the student's ready. Uh, So uh, don't get discouraged because you've had, you know, pushback, but you've got to have that conviction to keep prosecuting this team structure because you won't be able to scale your business. Trust me on this one. You won't be able to scale your business if you run flat teams and you're going to struggle to grow and you end up working very, very long hours and not get the return and the lifestyle that you need. It's got to also take time. Take time for your staff to fit into that role. So firstly, there's got to be an understanding from them. They've got to be an acceptance. And then you've got to then implement, and then it's going to take time for them to change habits. And that's going to be different for different people. Now, a typical problem that I've always experienced is that the client manager level. The client manager is the person that is in charge of the team, but they communicate and do all the advisory, do the face-to-face meetings. They handle all the communications uh, with the clients. And the biggest challenge that I've experienced, and Tim, you've experienced this in your own teams, is that they misunderstand what their role is. Sometimes they enjoy sitting there and doing the work, right? So they just sit there and do the work. And that's not what we pay them to do. We pay them to spend most of their time in front of the clients, talking to the clients and growing their portfolio. And if they don't get in front of their clients and talk to their clients and, you know, advise them on advisory, on um, explaining the results and those kind of things, they're not going to get referrals. And often they don't do that and they say to you, I haven't got time to do that. It's because Mm -hmm. they enjoy doing the work and all their time is taken up just sitting doing the work. But they're overpaid for that role if that's what they like to do because you can pay someone a lot less money to do that grinding role. 
So you need to really lead. So that's one of the biggest challenges I've seen to change the senior client manager's thought process to take the finished work and go see the clients with it. Whether that's face-to-face in a meeting or by Zoom, they've got to explain that to the client, not just send things out to the client and go back to doing more grinding. That's a big challenge. The other challenge is that if they don't have a good production manager working for them, then they don't have any confidence in the production manager. So what they end up doing is, you know, doing it all themselves. So they'll have this attitude of, oh, it's quicker if I just did it myself or, you know, by the time I've trained her, I could have just done it. And that's the wrong thinking. And you've got to help your staff get out of that thinking because, again, I find it sometimes the owners of the business find it very difficult to do that themselves let alone trying to get their client managers to do it. So that's another level. Firstly, you've got to be able to do it yourself and then encourage and lead your client managers to do that as well. Otherwise, it's going to go around in round circles. Of course, the other challenge is that, you know, they're doing very low-level work at a very high cost because they, they'll probably be the highest cost person in your team. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't match the cost structure to the price levels, then you're going to end up having to write a lot of time off the job. Yeah. So often, you know, if you don't have the right resource mix and the senior client manager is not managing the work, pushing the work down, then you're at the end of the job having to write time off. And that's a symptom of not managing the resource mix properly. Or not Well, firstly, not having the right resource mix correctly and then not managing the resource mix and it gets completely out of control, and then you start losing money from it. And I use the analogy of a triangle. It's it's a bit like, you know, the food triangle, but in this case, it's a production triangle where the largest part of the triangle is at the bottom, and at the bottom is where most of the time is spent on a particular job should be done by as somebody else who's, you know, a bit more of a junior, a lower cost structure, a lot of, at a lower charge out rate. In the middle of the triangle is where the production manager is. He or she checks the work and mm-hmm. he or she spends, you know, less time on the job, but they're at a higher cost level. Mm-hmm. And at the very tip of the triangle is where the client managers should spend their time, you know, now doing advisory, face-to-face meetings, structure, strategy work with the clients. Mm-hmm. So your invoice to the client should be made up of that production mm-hmm. triangle. If it's the other way around where the client, the senior client manager is doing most of the work and the triangle flipped the other way around, then you're going to end up having to write time off and you're also going to burn out your people because yeah, yeah. star client managers at that level need to be challenged and they're looking at their own careers. They want progression. They don't want to be sitting there doing bank reconciliations and and that kind of thing. So you're going to end up losing your staff as well. So that's just complete mismanagement of the business. And um, so you've got to manage your business. So so everybody wins. So that the client gets his work done at a a competitive rate. Your staff gets challenged and, you know, work on their careers and get paid a decent salary and of course the shareholders need to win so that yep. there's a decent return on investment on the capital of the sh- investment of the capital of the of the business of, of their money in the business so the deep and narrow team facilitates a win-win-win thanks for tuning in if you like this episode 
please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For more practical, wise tips on how to build a business that runs without you, head over to wisementoring.com forward slash podcast to download a free copy of the Accountant's 20-Hour Workweek Playbook. We've included a link in the show notes below. See you on the next episode.